0: We will follow the order of service on page 15. Uh, I might point out a couple of things in the bulletin that are a little different this time, uh, just so that you are aware. Uh, Our psalm, we will use Psalm 119, part 4, it's in the hymnal on page 149. Uh, We'll read it responsibly with the congregation reading the part after the colon. Uh, So it'll be after the colon will be the break. Uh, the scripture readings I'm going to read from the Bible today and uh, would encourage encourage uh, you as much as you wish to you know, bring your Bibles or open one of the church Bibles and follow along there instead of always printing it out in the bulletin. Uh, I did include in the bulletin uh, our prayers for the day, uh, our general prayers, and I would like to ask, I may mention this again later, but I would like to ask, that you take this home and pray through these things during the week as well. Uh, So I printed them out in the bulletin for you to have to take home. With that, we will begin our worship today, and we begin with hymn 382, Lord, we confess our numerous faults, hymn 382. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Used for our Psalm Psalm One Hundred and Nineteen, the fourth part, which is on page One Forty Nine. <coughs> my soul cleaveth unto the dust. Thy word. I have declared my ways, and thou hurtest me.
1: Teach me nice
0: Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. My soul melteth for heaviness. Remove from me the way of lying. I have chosen the way of truth. I have stuck under thy testimonies. I will run the way of thy commandments. church with thy perpetual mercy and because the frailty of man without thee cannot but fall keep us ever by thy help from all things hurtful and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation through jesus christ thy son our lord who liveth and reigneth with thee in the holy ghost ever one god world without end catechism lesson today we continue looking at the office of the keys and today we discuss excommunication in question 310 we read in what manner is excommunication from the Christian Church to be performed in this manner when an offender has been duly admonished according to Christ's precept and established order and nevertheless remains impenitent The congregation declares him a heathen man and a publican, and such judgment is publicly announced by the minister of Christ. We have examples in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, where St. Paul told the church to put away from yourselves that wicked person. And we have the order uh, that we should follow in dealing with one who sins against us. In Matthew chapter 18, in Jesus' words, How is an excommunicated person to be dealt with when he shows himself penitent, when he repents of his sin and looks to God for mercy? If he confesses his sin to the congregation and promises to amend, the congregation is to receive him as a brother and the called minister should make a public announcement thereof. For excommunication is not intended for the perdition but for the salvation. Of the soul, we have the example in two Corinthians chapter two, where Paul writes, "Sufficient to such a man as this, punishment which was inflicted of many, so that contrariwise ye ought rather to forgive him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow." Wherefore I beseech you that ye would confirm your love toward him, to whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it for your sakes, forgave I it in the person of Christ. Our epistle lesson for today is recorded in the book of Hebrews in chapter 10, beginning at the first verse. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year, continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices there is remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sins thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, Sacrifice, and offering, and burnt offerings, and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their mouths will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sower punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden under foot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But call to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions, partly whilst ye were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion on me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto partition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Here ends our reading of the epistle. The Holy Gospel appointed for today is recorded in Luke chapter 17 beginning at the 11th verse, and I ask you to please rise. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God save the stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Here ends our reading of the Holy Gospel. we join in confessing our faith today in the words of the Nicene Creed, found on page 22. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended to heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end and i believe in the holy ghost the lord and giver of life who proceeded from the father and the son who with the father and the son together is worshiped and glorified who spake by the prophets and i believe one holy christian apostolic church i acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins and i look for the resurrection of the dead and the life world to come. You may be seated. We continue our worship by singing hymn three hundred and seventy-two through Jesus' blood and merit. again invite you to bow your heads and join me in a word of prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we pray your Holy Spirit's blessing upon both the speaking and the hearing of your word this day, that we might be strengthened in our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, that we might draw near with true confidence in our salvation in our Lord Jesus and hold fast to him unto life everlasting. Amen. The word of God, which we consider today, is recorded in our epistle lesson today from Hebrews chapter 10. And I especially draw your attention to verses 19 and following, where we read, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Today we consider the question, how can we sinners draw near to God? How can we ourselves who have no right to come into the presence of God except to come and hear his judgment that we are guilty in our thoughts, our desires, our words and deeds that we deserve His eternal wrath and punishment. And yet, as we hear in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, that we can draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. And this is because we have, in Christ Jesus, a Savior. He is, as we read in the Scriptures, not just any Savior, but he is actually God himself come in the flesh. For we read in the opening verses of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, that God hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. And so we have a savior who is God the Son, God himself in human flesh, and he is the one who created all things and still preserves them by his almighty word. This son of God, of course, was made like unto us, as we read in Hebrews chapter 2, beginning at verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And our Lord Jesus is not a Levitical priest like the sons of Aaron who served in the tabernacle and the temple because they had to offer sacrifices again and again. Each day and each year on the Day of Atonement, they offered sacrifices for their own sins and for the sins of the people. But as we've heard from our reading and study in the book of Hebrews, that he is, as God promised, a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, and that he is the mediator of a new covenant, a new covenant in which there is forgiveness of sins, and God's law is written upon our hearts. And as we've also heard, our Lord Jesus Christ made atonement for the sins of the world, not by many sacrifices, or not by being offered up again and again and again, as in the Roman Mass, but by offering up himself once upon the cross for the sins of the world. We read of this in Hebrews chapter 7, where it says, But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that have come unto unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for us or for them. For such an high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once, when he offered up himself. And so we have a savior who is God himself and human flesh like us. And he is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And he offered one perfect sacrifice. He offered up himself on the cross of Calvary in order to pay for our sins and the sins of the entire world. But he has also ascended to the very right hand of God the Father in heaven. He did not enter into the earthly temple or the earthly tabernacle to make atonement for sins or to intercede for us, but he entered into the, the very throne of God in heaven with his own blood, where there he advocates for us before God the Father. And though I read this passage to you so many times, uh, I read it yet again in First John chapter two, that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And therefore, since Jesus Christ, our high priest, has atoned for our sins with his holy and precious blood shed on the cross, and since he now intercedes for us with his blood in the very presence of God our Father, we can, with our having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, enter into the very presence of God. As we read in our text today, that we can draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Of course, in the Old Testament, the priests, when they served, had to, cleanse things by washing them. Even the priest had to bathe uh, before he entered into the tabernacle to offer sacrifices or to burn incense. And we are made priests unto God to offer up our worship and praise, but we are, have our sins purified and cleansed through the waters of baptism. When we are baptized into Christ, we put on Christ. And his blood cleanses us from all sin so that we are pure and righteous in his eyes. And for that reason, we can draw near with a true heart, full assurance of faith, because our sins have been washed away. And our text goes on to tell us that we are to hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. We can hold fast to our profession of faith because God himself made the promise. And, of course, it is impossible for God to lie. And that promise was sealed to us by the shedding of Jesus' blood, which has established this new covenant in which we who are baptized have forgiveness for all our sins and a place in God's everlasting kingdom. Our text tells us that we should Not only hold fast the profession of our faith, but we should consider one another to provoke unto love and good to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. And so we gather together in order to encourage each other in the true and saving faith. I've heard many people say well i don't go to church because i don't get anything out of it well that's not the only reason to go to church we go to church of course to worship god and hear his word we don't get anything out of it uh, either we're going to the wrong church and nothing is being offered or we're not receiving in faith all the blessings that god promises and offers and gives to us through his life-giving word but we also go to church in order to encourage our fellow believers. We join together to exhort and build each other up in the word and where a believer strays or is weak to admonish that they might repent of their sins and look to Christ, to pray for each other and to look out for each other because there's a grave danger that we could turn away from our Lord Jesus Christ, that we could turn away from this new covenant and that's why the warning in verse 26 and following, For if we sin willfully after that we received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. And here, of course, sinning willfully is not at one time we choose to sin, but what it's saying is if we willfully turn back into sin, we willfully turn away from christ and we determine that we're going to go and do what we please and we continue in that there is no more sacrifice for sins because if we reject christ what hope is there if we turn away from christ there is no hope of salvation and so it tells us that he that despised moses law died without mercy under two or three witnesses And of how much sorer or greater punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. And so when we willfully continue on in sin, impenitent, we are counting the blood which Jesus shed for us on the cross as a common thing. And many people do look at it this way. So I can sin and I can just go and tell God I'm sorry later and God will forgive me. Uh, And they go on willfully on in their sinful ways, impenitent. Uh, They count Jesus' sacrifice as worthless. And they abuse it. And so there is a warning to us as it brings out the punishment that will come upon those who turn away And, of course, this is spoken of elsewhere in the scripture when it talks about, you know, that those who turn back into sin are like, you know, a sow uh, that is washed or a pig that is washed, returning to its wallowing in a mire, and a dog that vomits returning to its vomit and eating the same thing that made it sick. Also, by continuing in sin, as it says here, we do despite under the spirit of grace. The spirit of grace seeks to strengthen us and keep us in the true faith. The spirit of grace uses God's word to reveal our sins and then to point us to Christ and to offer and to give us forgiveness through faith in Jesus' name. And when we continue in sin, we are refusing to listen to God's Holy Spirit. And at some point, uh, that may lead to being hardened in sin and unbelief, meaning there is no hope. Of repentance and salvation and so as it says here it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God I always want to say st. Paul but we don't know for sure st. Paul wrote the book of Hebrews it has a lot of marks of st. Paul's writings but call to remember the writer to the Hebrews says but call to remembrance the former days in which after ye were illuminated you endured a great fight, a great fight of afflictions, partially, partly whilst you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. And so when they came to faith in Christ, many of them were abused and persecuted and some were abused and persecuted simply because they stood with those who were being abused and persecuted And Paul even mentions an example in verse 34, or the writer to the Hebrews, I should say, for ye had compassion of me in my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. And so they're willing even to have people come in and, you know, strip them of all their property because they were Christians, because they stood with the writer to the Hebrews or St. Paul, if it was St. Paul, Uh, in his persecution and his affliction, and so they also suffered abuse. But they knew that even though they were at a loss in all their earthly goods, yet they had a far greater promise in heaven. He says, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. And so it won't be long, and Jesus, who has promised to come, will come and then judgment will be meted out against those who oppose christ those who reject christ but those who trust in him and hold fast to him through faith in our lord jesus christ have the everlasting blessings of heaven and this closes of course with a quote from the old testament in habakkuk chapter 2 where it says now the just shall live by faith but if any man draw back my soul shall have No pleasure in him. The one who is just, the one who is declared righteous and forgiven, lives continually trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. He trusts in Christ from day to day, and he is counted forgiven and righteous through faith in Christ. And when you live in faith in Christ, it also affects how you live, Uh, the fruits of faith. When you have faith in Christ, and you walk and live by faith you are willing to suffer persecution you are willing to endure the loss of earthly goods and possessions because you know and you trust that in christ you have forgiveness and in christ you have far greater blessings waiting for you in heaven and so the just live they are justified through faith but they also live that faith, and that can kind of be taken in two ways. You know, they they live day by day in faith, but it also affects how they live day by day as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. God has no pleasure in those who turn away from following after the Lord Jesus Christ. And as kind of an aside, you know, we've been talking about. Calvinism and predestination, election in our Bible class a little bit. Uh, One of the things that Calvinism talks about is, you know, the perseverance of the saints, indicating that one cannot fall away from faith in Christ if he is elect. Now, the elect will not fall away from faith in Christ. But from this comes this idea that once you're saved, you're always saved. And many, even among strict Calvinists, hold that you know, a true believer can never fall away. If you fall away, you are never a true believer. However, when you read the scriptures, you find many examples of those who believed who fell away. And so there is a warning for us to hold fast to Christ, to not turn back, to not shrink back, but to continue to trust in him, because in him there is forgiveness and life. And we, of course, have the assurance, as we talked about in Bible class, that he, had which, he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will continue that work and keep us in the faith. And this chapter closes in verse 39, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul which teaches us that if we draw back, we turn away from Christ, the mediator of the new covenant, the priest after the order of Melchizedek, the very son of God who made atonement for the sins of the world when he suffered once upon the cross, that it leads to perdition. But those who believe the promises and hold fast to Christ have what it says, the saving of the soul. They have everlasting life. God, grant that none of us turn back, but that we all hold fast to Christ as our high priest, who has redeemed us, made atonement for our sins, who intercedes for us, who gives us his Holy Spirit, who keeps us in the faith unto life everlasting. Amen. I ask you to please stand. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. did we continue our worship by bringing forward I ask you to please rise for the prayers of the church. O oh, gracious Father in heaven, we are unworthy sinners and undeserving of your love and mercy. We have sinned against your commandments and failed to seek you with all our hearts and souls. Draw us deeper into your life-giving words. Move us to read and study our Bibles daily and to come before you with our petitions and praises. By your Holy Spirit's gracious working through your word, move us to repent of our sins and look to the shed blood of Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of all our sins and the strength to amend and live our lives to your glory. Keep us from being overcome by our sinful inclinations and preserve us in the true and saving faith unto life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy. O Christ Jesus, eternal Son of God and our only Savior, you come into this world, you came into this world and shed your holy and precious blood on the cross for the sins of all mankind. And you have commanded us to go into all the world and preach your saving gospel to every creature. Give us boldness to speak of you to our friends and neighbors raise up men to preach and teach your word faithfully and to go into all the world with the message of forgiveness and life through faith in your name bless the work of our pastors and the work of faithful pastors and missionaries everywhere so that those living in darkness might see the light repent of their sins and look to you and your cross for pardon and forgiveness lord in your mercy O Holy Spirit through the preaching of your word and through the administration of your sacraments You have raised us up from spiritual darkness and death and given us faith and life in the redemption accomplished by Christ Jesus our Savior Do not forsake us because of our failures to follow your guidance and listen to the teaching of your word be patient with us and graciously move us to repent of our sins and look in faith to our Savior for mercy. Teach us from your word. Strengthen and keep us in the true and saving faith. Lord, in your mercy. O loving and merciful God, our nation and people are living in darkness and under your wrath and judgment. A great many of our rulers speak against the truth and exalt sin and rebellion against you. Open the eyes and ears of our people and rulers that they might see and hear the truth of your word, repent of their evil deeds, and fall down at the feet of Jesus pleading for pardon and forgiveness, and then seek to walk in your ways, that your judgment may be turned away and your eternal wrath against us be averted. Lord, in your mercy. O source of all strength and power, Our congregation is small and weak. We are powerless in our efforts to reach the lost, to strengthen the weak in faith, and to carry out the work you have called us to do in this world. Give us the strength to put on the armor of God and to arm ourselves with the sword of the Spirit and bear witness to Christ in this dark and dying world. Keep us from shrinking back and move us to boldly confess your name that others too might hear your word and believe. Lord, in your mercy, O healer and preserver of our bodies and souls, we ask you to provide for all our needs of body and soul and to preserve us from all harm and evil. In addition, we lift up to you those among us who are afflicted in body or soul. We remember especially today Joyce, Matthew, and Carl, and all others we name in our hearts. Have mercy upon us grant healing to the sick comfort to those oppressed and strength to endure the troubles and afflictions of this life in the hope of everlasting glory for the sake of christ jesus our savior and lord in your mercy amen you may be seated we continue by singing our Next hymn, hymn number 312, Lord Jesus Christ, Thou Living Bread. I can't. Thanks unto the Lord our God. It is, it is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven. We laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take eat this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink ye all of it this cup is the new testament in my blood which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Savior Jesus Christ Holy Body and Precious Blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Be part of peace. Be of good cheer.
2: Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
0: may this holy body and precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you for Jesus' sake.
2: the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ given into death for all of your sins and may God bless you and keep you in his baptismal grace take also and drink this is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ poured out for you for the full and free forgiveness of all of your sins now I ask you please to stand May this, the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen.
0: We give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. We give thanks to thee, Almighty God, that thou hast refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we beseech thee that at thy mercy thou would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward thee, and in fervent love toward one another through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Lord be with you. Bless we, the Lord. now the benediction of the lord the lord bless thee and keep thee the lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee the lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace you may be seated we close by singing hymn 38 The Lord, my God, be praised. Welcome to all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, The announcements are in the bulletin this Wednesday. We continue in Matthew chapter 21 uh, at 7 o'clock online uh, through Jitsi Meet. Uh, Congregational meeting in Potluck is Sunday, October 2nd, which I guess is coming up quicker than I think. And then the ladies' second Saturday brunch is 11 a.m. on Saturday, October 8th ladies are asked to bring their Bibles in a sack lunch. Again, I ask you if you would take your bulletin home and pray through the prayers uh, during the week as well. Uh, something I know that I often neglect to do as much as I should, and yet I think it's so important that we be praying about these things and uh, look to the Lord for help and guidance and strength. Uh, today Lonnie played the organ for the hymns and things. We when we were over here yesterday, I had her try different stops to see if we could play it quiet enough to not just be a one line uh, and still sing to it. I think I think we've done that, or she's done that. So if you'd like her to use it, let her know, and we can use it more again. I think we'll still use the keyboard for things, and that gets her exercise going back and forth. <laughs> Any other announcements this morning? If not, uh, again, God's richest blessings to all of you and your Lord Jesus. Thank you.